There's something about being working women and moms that throws us in the trenches. We hustle hard at home and at work so that no one has to skip a beat. Everyone except us. Our health, our needs, our time, our energy, and let's be real, our struggles that leave us feeling like we live on an island. I get real with open and vulnerable conversations with other women who are in the weeds just like us. Real women, relatable stories, unbelievable inspiration. This is Solidarity Sister. Welcome back, gang. So I am recording downstairs in my kitchen. Um, So you might hear the dryer and you might hear the baby monitor. Because in true form with the title of this episode... I am home with Sage, our newest member of the family, who's three months old tomorrow. And, you know, the original plan was for him to go to daycare when he was about this age. But with everything that happened, if you follow us at all on, on social media, then um, then you know that um, he is home with me. So um, that kind of just launches us right into today's topic is um, when habits fly right on out the window. <laughs> I'm so happy that you guys are here. But um, we all know that I try to be as real as possible on this show and on Instagram and on Facebook, and I want to continue that here with you all. So for those of you that don't know Sage's story, he, first of all, he was born with COVID. (laughs) I did not know I had COVID. I labored for a really long time on my own at home, and then in the hospital, I was trying to V-back and really wasn't progressing a lot on my own. Finally made it to seven centimeters, but when they admitted me, I tested positive for COVID, didn't have any symptoms. And so Sage initially tested negative when he was born, but then tested positive. We're assuming either from in utero or from breastfeeding, but overall was fine. We didn't, we didn't really show any signs of, of COVID. And then my husband ended up getting it as well in the hospital. And then we were in quarantine for a week when we came home, my mom kind of fell on the sword and she got COVID as well. So it was kind of crazy town that first week. And then we were home for three weeks and then we noticed that he was acting kind of funky and he got really pale. And we took him in to the doctor on the 29th of January. And Long story short, we ended up at Riley Hospital for Children here in Indianapolis. Can't say enough amazing things about about that place. Um, and we that became our home for Sage for about 37 days because he was septic and had bacterial meningitis and then had a kind of a myriad of pituitary uh, gland issues resulting from some of the stuff going on with the meningitis up in the head as well as some seizure activity from that point. So that's why we were there for such a long uh, PICU stay and then on the complex care floor and many follow-ups after that. We've been home for almost a month now and we're, we're managing, we're learning. We've got an NG tube that, that he's on currently that we are working with speech therapy on. A lot of different things. So long story short, it's been a, a wild ride that he kind of came into this world with a bang, but we know that God is going to use him for some amazing things. And we just will continue to tell his testimony because he is a strong boy and God has seen us through so much and continues just to provide for us in so many ways ways, even when it feels like it's too much. So that is another story for another day. But as you can imagine, uh, my health journey and my habits that I've worked really hard to establish over the past two and a half, three years have effectively gone to hell in a handbasket. You know, I was really 
we had a really good routine set up. Mara, my oldest, would go to daycare three days a week, so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and those were my days to work, work on faster way stuff, work on stuff for the podcast, work on stuff for my event clients, and we had a really good rhythm down. And then the the original thought was that Sage would kind of hop on that bandwagon once he was about three months old, my, once my maternity leave was up, and we would kind of proceed in that direction. Uh, I had a good rhythm with my workouts. I would do them in the morning once I got Mara off to daycare because I was the one taking her or I would on days that she was home, I would do my workout um, when she napped or she would do it along with me. We had a really good routine. As far as my morning routine, if you guys have followed me for any length of time, you know that it's really important to me. So I would get up, um, my alarm would go off at five. I would, if I had a busy day, I would get my workout in ahead of time. Um, Or I would just get right up, get coffee, jump in and do my morning devotionals, prayer time, journaling, um, and then kind of like take the next like 45 minutes for me, whether that be just changing clothes, scrolling my phone, checking in with clients. Um, And that really set the tone for my entire day. Um, whether it was going to be a good one or not for me. And Mara would then get up at 7, 7.30, and we'd go do our things. And, you know, my husband, before all this, would just, you know, he'd get up and go to work. He'd help get Mara up, and then he'd head out around 7.15, 7.30. But he also just went back to work a week ago now from being on paternity leave and then extended leave with Sage being in the hospital. So um, we have just, every type of routine that we had just completely went up in smoke. Um, And I know that that happens either in seasons for some of you or in um, short spurts, depending on what you've got going on. Sick kiddos, change in work schedule, whether you're home or virtual, um, school schedule changing. We just went through spring break for a lot of people Um, or, you know, a longer um, hospital stay, you know, for you or your spouse or your child um, or a long term issue that's been going on that's kind of changes up your schedule. So change of routine is hard. Change of routine is hard for me personally. Um, And so I know that some people kind of are a little bit more flexible about it than others. It just depends on our personality types. But I like things how they are. I like things just going in a really good rhythm and a really good flow. And while I am flexible and I'm able to be flexible, it's it's kind of like knowing ahead of time that I need to be flexible. It's not my inherent gift to kind of enjoy that flexibility and that change. So it got me thinking of ways that I have found to turn and punt um, in this new and different and unexpected season. And I think that these are ways and things that many of you can relate to and implement in your own lives as well. So here it is. First, morning routines can turn into any time you can routines. <laughs> Um, Like I said before, y'all know I love talking about my morning routine, how it centers me, how it grounds me, prayer, coffee, reading, getting up before my kids. It's a a sacred time for me to mentally prepare and be thankful, honestly, for the day. So you insert what we just went through with Sage and his birth and now a lack of sleep because he's got to sleep a little little backwards. And we're we're trying to figure out how that affects um, him being a little bit behind in terms of he lost a whole month just being in the hospital. So now our routine centers around things like getting his meds ready, me being able to have time to pump, him eating at certain times, us being able to get up and out the door depending on if Mara is going to the daycare or not. So we've had to get really creative in how we approach these things. So, you know, we switch. He's still eating once through the night. So we flip-flop, my husband and I, on who takes that shift. And then typically both of our alarms go off at five and then we kind of 
alternate on who actually goes downstairs, gets coffee ready, gets his meds ready, and gets back upstairs. And then I usually sit with, with Sage while he's able to get ready and take a shower for work. And then I feed Sage now at seven, and then he gets Mara up and ready and dressed for the day before he leaves, or he takes her to daycare. So I was the one taking her to daycare all the time, and now he's doing it. So this is a small snippet of like how things have changed for us. So I, I tell you all this to try and um, convey that you don't need to kill yourself trying to, to commit to this rigid morning routine if it isn't working for you. If it's not serving you, if it's not serving the season that you're in, then I give you permission to change it up. Uh, change it up. Take your coffee and devotional in with you while you pump. Take a lesson from me there. Um, Find ways that you can become more efficient in what you're doing and still get that joy and that sense of centeredness um, before you start your day. And I think it's important just to point out that you, it doesn't have to be this rigid thing. And that was a lesson I had to learn myself, but you can take what you typically do and then move it around. Um, And like I said before, it doesn't have to be in the morning. I find that sometimes I don't even get to my devotional stuff because I, you know, have needed that extra 10 minutes of sleep because we didn't get any. And so I decide to do my devotional time later in the day, or I decide to do my workout later in the day. And let's be honest, sometimes the coffee is not in there. So if you need to change up what you normally were doing in the morning, make space for it at a later time, depending on the season that you're in, knowing that you're going to get to it. You're going to still get that centeredness. It just might not be in the same way that you're used to. Um, Second thing, move your body when you can. Or just don't. Um, it took a minute for me to get back to working out. If you guys have followed me for any length of time, you know that I, you know, being a faster way to fat loss coach and then having been a client myself, you know, it's been a really big part of my, it was a big part of my pregnancy journey, but then it's also been important to me postpartum because that's when I started it with Mara and kind of went on this health journey that catapulted me into a couple different areas. So it was important to me to have this on the horizon of me being able to work out. So of course I waited until my six week checkup, which was virtual because of everything going on um, in our lives. And so I gave myself an extra couple weeks, but I started doing little things and just incorporating some little exercises here and there. And there were times where like I knew that, or I thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to work out at all. It was just a bad mindset day for me. But I also know it's a big stress reliever for me that when I'm back in it, when I'm back regularly exercising, um, And I also realized that like my body isn't exactly where it was, you know, a year ago. So I am better at giving myself grace and not getting down on myself if it doesn't happen or if it doesn't happen at the intensity level that I think it should. Um, So all that to say, do what you can to set yourself up for success ahead of time. I've said this to my clients many times, but lay out your workout clothes the night before. Shoot, sleep in your workout clothes if you're like me and not going anywhere. Um, And if your slotted time that you've allotted for yourself doesn't work out, just find another time or just ditch it and try again the next day. Um, You know, if you want to work out in the morning, but you had a crappy night, you didn't get a lot of sleep because your baby was up, then scrap it for the morning. And if you can fit it in later in the day, even if it's an abbreviated version, great, do it. Move your body. It's good for your soul. But if it doesn't work, then scrap it and move on to the next day. That was me many days um, because mentally I just couldn't fit one more thing in. So the best laid plan sometimes just doesn't happen. So a lot for that time and set yourself up for success by laying things out ahead of time, knowing when you're going to do it, knowing what workout you're going to do. 
And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Tomorrow's a new day. So lastly, and this is something I have to preach to myself almost daily, if not hourly, depending on the day, is know that in this season, this too shall pass. The newborn and early baby phase is really hard for me on a good day. It's hard for me to admit. It's hard for me. Um, I just, I'm not hardwired as the cuddly feeling mom sometimes I just I'm just not um, I do really well in like the toddler stage that Mara's in I like that age but the baby phase is hard for me um, it was hard for me with Mara um, and I've come to terms with that and um, I've also had to tell myself like I said many times a day <laughs> that this too shall pass I'm so thankful that Sage is home and that he's getting well and that we've just come so far with him but it doesn't deny the fact that there are hard days. There are days where I feel like it's all I do is take care of him. There are days where it's all I do to try and keep my head afloat. And it's not that I want to shoo away this time with my kids, but the difficulty of keeping plans and habits intact, I know that will fade. That difficulty will fade with time as they get older. And it'll be the same for you if you're in a similar season with your kiddos or with your spouse or with your job. This too shall pass. The difficult season of trying to keep these habits and promises to yourself, it will pass. You'll change, you'll grow, and you'll be better for it. I know that that's going to be the case for me, and I know it'll be the case for you as well. You just have to hunker down in the meantime and find what works for you in the right now and iterate if it doesn't. And I actually have a free resource that you guys can use that I made sometime last year for clients that it's in, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's in my Instagram profile as well, but it's the Master Your Day module. It's a video module with some ancillary pieces that just kind of help you Find what's important to you. Find those pieces that you want to incorporate into your morning routine or, or whatever that is um, and how you can incorporate those into your day and set up your day for, for success to be as efficient as possible to manage your time, but also get the healthy habits done that you want to do. Getting your, your healthy foods in, your whole food nutrition, and also moving your body. So that's a really good resource, the Master Your Day resource that I'll put in the show notes for you all. But um, essentially, those are the three things that I wanted to impart to you guys of, of stuff that I've kind of thought through in this season as I'm still navigating. We're still navigating through it. We're still trying to figure out what works for us, what doesn't work for us, and how to give ourselves, myself specifically, grace in informing these habits because they're so important to me. It's so important to me to have healthy habits and to really prioritize my own well-being. And part of that is having my, a morning routine and some structure to the day and that sort of thing. So being able to recognize that and recognize that I'm in a difficult season, I'm in a challenging season, but it's going to be a rewarding one when we come out on the other side and this too shall pass. So I hope you guys found this helpful for you today and you're able to apply this to your own life. And if this episode resonated with you or there are people in your life that you think would, would love a listen, then I'd love it if you'd subscribe and share it on your social and tag the Solidarity Sister podcast, which is just Solidarity Sister underscore podcast. So I love you all and I will be seeing you on the next go around.